at any given moment, you have the power to say that this is not how my story is going to end. Never forget that walking away from something unhealthy is brave, even if you stumble a little on your way out. So how do we get out of these uncertain situations and darknesses we call failures? How do we get out of these uncomfortable and sleepless traumas? How do we now reaffirm ourselves and say, trauma may happen to me, but it does not define me? This is Get Out Alive World Podcast with Tracy and Harridge. Today we'll be speaking about seven helpful things to say to someone in an abusive relationship and three to avoid. Now, if you have a friend or you know someone who is in an abusive relationship and you want to support them, you might feel scared, hopeless, and you know, most of all, helpless. Now, whether the intimate partner violence in question is physical, emotional, economical, or you know, falls into multiple categories, you may be at a complete loss as to what you can do in order to help them. Now, the best ways to show up for your friend or the person who you want to support will depend on your relationship, the nature of the abuse, and what stage your friend or the supporter is in their journey. Now, with that in mind, most of the time what we're trying to do is to build trust, and that's the first step in assisting somebody. Your goal as a friend or a supporter is to create a space where someone will open up to you and support and empower them. So we're going to be discussing some statements on what you can say to get closer to this goal, plus some sentiments to avoid. The first one that you can say is, I'm here for you no matter what you decide to do. This expresses your intention to be reliable non-judgmentally to whose love and support aren't contingent on your friend making certain choices so you're going to show your friend or the person you want to support show them yourself as no matter whether they decide to leave or not it really is about showing not just telling have you ever heard the famous bujubanton song that says action yes that's what it takes action and not just about the talking talking so you're going to continue to be supportive and stay connected and show up for them right so the second one is how does it feel when your partner does you know xyz so people in abusive relationships often have a hard time trusting their inner voice because you know as a friend's abuser has likely conditioned them to devalue their gut instincts you know so instead of telling your friend what to do like their abuser does guide them to hear their own inner voice help them to find what's right for themselves without telling them and one way to do this is to ask thoughtful questions about their friends feelings you know or their wants and needs surrounding the relationship so some questions you might ask are you know what it is like when you have an argument with your partner another one is how do you wish things were different between you two and you could also ask when did you last feel truly safe and happy with this person 
So you're, you respond to what your friend says by affirming their feelings. You can try saying something like, that sounds really tough to deal with or that must hurt you. Now you're going to keep in mind that your friend or the person who you want to support may not be ready to open up to you. And that's okay. Putting the questions out there shows that you care enough to ask and could get your friend or the person who you want to support thinking. Now I'm going to be painting a scenario it's a, and it's a real case. I'm going to be sharing it with you. So in order for you to understand more of what I'm saying. Now the person who I'll be talking about, I've changed the name. The name is Sheila for the person's identity. Now Sheila was in an emotionally and physically abusive relationship for about six years. She wonders if it would have helped to have these types of conversations with her closest friends. Like I don't blame them for not asking these questions, you know. Obviously, because Stacy is her friend and she wanted to support Sheila and she didn't know how to. So Sheila, Stacy would ask, I wouldn't have known what to say either in most cases. So both of, both of them are in the, the situation. So Sheila is the, the victim and Stacy is the friend who is really trying to assist her. So number three. Thank you for sharing this with me. That must have been hard. Now, if your friend or the person who you want to support has told you about abuse they are experiencing, no matter who started the conversation or whether or not they are asking for your help, do not take it lightly. Disclosing is often one of the hardest things a survivor has to do. They have decided they want to share their most personal hurtful, painful experiences with you. It's a huge step. So as a friend or a person who wants to support him or her, you need to basically recognize that. All right. So number four, you don't have to tell me anything you don't want to. So you're going to reassure the person that if it is that they don't feel comfortable telling me anything, they don't have to. So whatever it is that they feel comfortable telling you, that's what they should tell you. All right. Sometimes reaffirming the person makes a lot different. Now, in saying this, you're sharing even a little bit can be hard because reassuring your friend that they only need to tell you however much feels comfortable. You can also take this opportunity to direct your friend to resources like Get Out Alive World Movement, which is staffed by trained advocates in addition to offering help in emergency situations. So you know, this type of resource might make your friend feel more at ease sharing because it's so important for your friend to have an outlet to talk and feel free. So number five is, I'm concerned about your safety. Saying something like this. So once you start to see the physical violence, the odds of serious injury or death, it goes up. It can happen once it can happen again. So if it happens, normally you'd hear persons say this statement. If it happens once, it can happen again. And you know, each time it can escalate in terms of the consequences. So if there are clear signs that your friend is experiencing 
any physical abuse or they have told you about it it's general generally okay to express calmly and you know matter of fact that you care about them so you have to express those feelings and what is going on is not normal and that you believe they are at risk all right so you have to show some form of empathy you can show this concern without being judgmental or demanding consider trying something along the lines of the way your partner is treating you appears to be hurting I care about you and I'm worried that you're in a dangerous situation so you can try saying that or you know changing the words a bit to suit how it is that you can assist that person number six you can try saying something like can we work on a safety plan just in case now a safety plan is a practical tool that lists how someone in an abusive relationship will ensure their physical emotional and economical security in an emergency and that's according to what get out alive world movement term a safety plan as it's a tool created before the crisis situation so that the person knows what to do when things get really bad now safety plans are tailored to the person and should account for various scenarios that could arise while they're still in the relationship and while they are planning to leave and even after they leave because you must have a safety plan after you leave the situation because it won't stop there well in most cases it doesn't stop after you leave a couple of basic questions a safety plan should answer you can ask who will your friend or the supporter contact and how if they are in danger so who will your friend contact and how will they contact them if they are in danger so you can come up with a plan around there another question you might ask is where will they go when they leave because a lot of instances when they leave they don't have anywhere to go so you have to come up with those plans now as the get out alive world movement points out these things might seem obvious but they are worth having a conversation about now especially because it can be difficult to think clearly in stressful situations so you want to take that into consideration again now although your friend should be the one to lead the planning you can offer to help now as a friend or as a supporter if things should escalate what would you want me to do for you so you can say those ask them those questions if things should escalate what would you want me to do how would you want me to assist you for example is there an emergency code word that you can text or if i can text if you are in danger and we, you know we can make a call on your behalf can you hold on to some cash for 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 you you know those things you can come up with those and assist them because let me tell you something you see even the emergency code it 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 helps a lot having a code in terms of you being in danger or your friend or you the person we are support being in danger that helps a lot because they can text the code right and you will know how to react to it now if your friend or the person you are wanting to support doesn't want to involve you you can point them towards resources and they can contact get out alive world movement which is in jamaica you know a lot of other movements or organizations are out there 
uh, they can also contact the local support through the Ministry of Gender or, you know, Woman Inc. or any other organization that they might want to contact. And, you know, if you're overseas, there are a lot of other, other organizations you can contact. One such as the Butterfly Project and a lot more depending on the state that you are in. So number seven is things that you should say is, can I help you find an advocate or a therapist? Now, if your friend or the person who you're supporting is in imminent danger, you may need to call the police or you can call Get Out Alive World Movement. You can call the Butterfly Project or the Ministry of Gender or, you know, Woman Inc. You can call any of those crisis intervention centers like ASAP. Now, if your friend or the person you are supporting is not currently in need of emergency assistance, it may still be good to help them find a counselor. Now, there are therapists who specialize in this area and social workers at, you know, local domestic abuse shelters and agencies who are trained in this kind of counseling too. And, you know, for Sheila, about six months of counseling was what she needed to find her inner voice make a decision and carry out a plan to leave her abusive relationship now we have discussed things to say we're going to be discussing the things not to say so we'll be discussing three for now because you know we like to give it in bite sizes where you can actually go back and listen listen to them in short short episodes right so here are a few things you should never say number one you have to leave never say that to the person in the situation now the unfortunate reality is that leaving is not always a practical or even safe decision and that's what we emphasize here at get out alive world movement because you have to put yourselves in the person's shoes right because sometimes they are not in the situation where they can leave like immediately so we have to come up with the different plans now there are many different reasons why people stay in an abusive relationship or stay with their abusers and we discussed that in a previous podcast episode so you can basically go back and check that out some are emotional such as shame you know a desire to keep their family together religious beliefs or love they may hope their abuse will stop or you know they may think they can change the partner there are also practical reasons someone might feel compelled to stay which might be financial dependence or health insurance you know another big reason why they might stay is fear and remember in the last in the episode that we spoke about reasons why persons stay in an abusive relationship if you haven't listened to that one as yet i'm going to implore you to go back and listen to that one because fear is one of the biggest reasons why persons stay in in, in an abusive relationship which is very sad but it's valid right abuse is basically about power and control and if the abuser feels like they are losing control the violence may escalate and trust me that's a very big one because you know being in power and control and losing the power and the control you might want to do some things that are terrible and pushing your friend to leave 
before they are ready can also isolate them they may think the only time you're going to support them is when they decide to leave so you might want to start avoiding that conversation and your friend will start avoiding you and speaking to you if it is that they realize that's what you're intending to do right and a number of friends basically told sheila that she had to leave her partner but she wasn't ready at the time for several reasons one she was a new mom with no job and a drive to keep her family together now sheila told us that it felt like my friends were missing the point she says i wasn't in a place to just leave it wasn't realistic so you want to listen and you want to be non-judgmental and avoid certain statements right because to you it might not seem as a big deal but to the person in the situation it is a very big deal to them number two you want to avoid saying if i were you never say that right this framing is often dismissive and judgmental of what is likely a more complex situation than you can understand now even if you are also a survivor of domestic abuse you can't judge because you don't know everything that's going on in that particular situation because remember every abusive situation is different there might be similarities but there are some that have a very big difference all right now sheila for example she was embarrassed by her lack of economic independence and that's a very big deal in abusive relationships very very big thing now she told us that she felt very stupid and was ashamed to tell people because she basically had literally no way to support herself if she left the abusive relationship that's the mindset that she had so she was dealing with depression and low self-esteem that made the idea of leaving seem infeasible. Now, this is where you come in as a friend, you know, to reassure her that help is there. You can support her if it is that she decides to leave the situation. You can get help for her if she decides to leave the abusive relationship. And number three of things not to say, your partner is a jerk don't say things degrading things about the partner or the abuser now insulting or even giving valid criticism of your friend's abuser won't convince them to leave the, the relationship it won't convince them like it or not it won't convince them it's actually more likely to create distance between you and the person now if this person decides to stay they may decide that you are not the person they want to talk to because they think you will judge them this goes against the end goal of remaining a good person to your friend to confide in in the down in the line now this was the case for sheila being told what an asshole of a partner was when basically she knew that deep down just made her feel too ashamed to keep confiding in those friends so saying things like that it can ruin the relationship and it can cause mistrust there so you want to avoid saying that she said i felt like they were mad at me for staying with him for so long and you know for going back to him a couple of times so it was better to just stop telling them about it so remember avoid those statements now i'm going to give you some advice as a friend does right so you have to show up for your friend or somebody who you want to support because maybe it's your job that you're doing and you want to help them whichever one it is 
I'm just giving you some some advice here at the end now often we get into the mindset that we want to save the individual now it's really hard to witness someone in an abusive situation and not be able to fix it but the truth is that all you can do is provide loving support and resources because not and not control the outcome you know the decision is is to is to the decision to leave is really up to that friend when they are ready to do it because you can do so much and no no more at the end of the day because they need to take that that step for themselves because even speaking to them uh, you know looking back now uh, basically Sheila wishes that she had gotten out sooner but also believes nobody could have made the step for her she said it had to be my decision and I had to be ready it took a long time and it was really really hard but I finally found the strength and did it so as somebody who is supporting them all you can do is support them because if it is that they don't think that they are ready you can't force them and you have to take care of yourself too accepting the limits of your capacity to help a friend or somebody who needs the help in this kind of situation is important for preserving your own mental health which is very very important it's really hard to witness someone in an abusive situation and not be able to fix it especially when that situation goes on for a long time as often as the case is this can be emotionally draining especially if you're dealing with something like anxiety and you know and or depression and potentially potentially triggering if you have dealt with abuse in the past for instance if you feel like it's all more than you are equipped to handle right now it's okay and it's okay to lay down personal boundaries right now try doing that in combination with a suggestion to see a counselor above you can say something like i want to be here for you but i don't think i have the emotional resources or expert knowledge to you know give you the support you really need and deserve and you can ask can i help you find that person can i help you find a counselor or an advocate who i think can assist you and depending on the person's response you will choose what to do or what not to do all right and you and if you think it would be helpful consider seeking out your own mental health professional or domestic abuse counselor who might help you navigate your situation and process your feelings the loved ones of a personal dealing with an abusive relationship need support as well thanks for tuning in to another episode of the get out alive world podcast where we equip victims to become sur thrivers be sure to share this episode far and wide download from your favorite podcast host and always leave a comment about the episode Join us again next time, same time, and same place for another episode. And if you want to donate to the tremendous work that we have been doing in saving lives, feel free to send us an email at getoutaliveworld at gmail.com. Send us a WhatsApp message to 1-876-367-7476 or on our website at tracyandharridge.com. I'm your host, Tracy and Harridge, signing out. Take care, love and blessings always. Remember to get out alive.